Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Monday, May 8th, 2023. My name is Henry Self. This is episode 12. Today we're going to be reviewing the series against the Milwaukee Brewers. This is our 11th series of the year, starting another home stand against a Brewers team that started hot and has recently hit a skid, getting swept by the Rockies in Colorado just before coming into the Bay Area. Game one saw both starter starting pitchers have rough first innings, followed by three shutdown innings, and then another crooked number in, uh, runs inning. Two Giants homered in the game, and the Giants won 6-4. Game two saw Cobb have another great outing with seven scoreless innings pitched. Uh, the Giants didn't give up a single run until the ninth. Uh, they won the game 4-1. to one. The final game was a bit harder to watch for Giants fans with two two-run home runs given up by Stripling. Both home runs were preceded by walks. Uh, the Giants would rack up a lot of hits, but ultimately be unable to secure the series sweep, losing 7-3. to three. The starting pitchers for each uh, game were Burns versus Manaya in Game 1, Rhea versus Cobb in Game 2, and then Hauser versus Stripling in Game 3. Game 1, like I said, the starter was Manaya. He had an average outing, uh, nothing really spectacular. Um, the offense was able to back up the runs he gave up. Manaya's final line was five innings pitched, uh, six hits, four runs, three earned, three earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts. For the lineup, you had Wade Jr. at first, who was 0 for 2 with a strikeout and two walks and a run. Estrada was at short. He went 1 for 4 uh, with a run and an RBI. Davis was at third. He only went 1 for 3 with a strikeout, a two-run home run, uh, and a walk. Peterson was DHing. He only went 1 for 3 with two RBIs, and then Flores would come in to pinch hit and DH, and he would go 1 for 1 with a home run. Hanniger was in left, 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Conforto in right, 0 for 3 with a strikeout and a walk. Bart was catching. He went 0 for 4 in this game with a strikeout. Wisely was playing second, went 1 for 3. Two strikeouts, a walk, and a run. Stevenson was in center, went 0 for 2 with a walk, a strikeout, and a run. So that puts our total at 5 for 29 with eight strikeouts uh, during this game, but six runs. So... Uh, the bullpen managed to pull through in this game, managing to not allow a single run in the late innings. Brebbio is first out, pitching the sixth, getting two strikeouts and a flyout. Tyler Rogers pitched the seventh and eighth, giving up only one hit and striking out two. Two ground outs, a line out, and flyout accounted for the other outs that he got. Duvall would come out to close the game, defending another two-run lead. Uh, he'd get a strikeout, ground out, walk, and then a strikeout in the game. As for the offense, they left five on base when a... Uh, would only go two for seven runners in scoring position. Peterson Estrada got two out RBIs. Wisely stole two bases, and the defense turned one double play and also earned two errors. Estrada on a fielding error, Bart on a throwing error. That's the second of the year for both of them. Uh, the Brewers managed to steal two bases on three attempts. Um, so, yeah, both, both starting pitchers kind of had rough outings uh to start like nothing really great nothing really too terrible either um luckily we would end up coming up with a win there uh looking at Manaya's pitcher report he threw 91 pitches uh 31 change-ups 30 sliders 29 four seamers and a sinker for shits and giggles um change-ups were coming in at 84 and a half uh the four seamers were at 92 and a half and the sliders were at 85.1. Uh, 
Um, most of the lateral movement on all of his pitches, at least according to uh, in reference to this center line, they're all going away from a righty. Um, the sliders don't really have as much lateral movement. Uh, the changeups have the most drop. Good release point. <clears throat> Spray pattern um, across the strike zone. He starts up and away from righties and then kind of comes to getting more down and into them. I uh, threw 50 pitches in the zone, 41 out of the zone. Batters would swing at 49 of his pitches uh, and take 42. Looks to be about the same distribution among all those three main pitches. Uh, they did swing at the one sinker that he threw. 28 balls, 29 strikes. Of those strikes, 14 were called, 15 were swinging. Um, the called strikes, they were four seamers and change-ups. The swinging strikes, uh, there were a few sliders in there. Uh, 34 pitches were con uh, made contact with, uh, 20 foul tips, six hits for outs, and eight base hits. Uh, he gave up six hard hits, four grounders, one line drive, and one fly ball. Uh, for the ump, it was a man named Chris Guccione, I think. G-U-C-C-I-O-N-E. Uh, I don't know. Overall accuracy, 93%. Overall consistency, 95%. Overall favor plus 0.93 runs for Milwaukee. Uh, the impactful missed calls that he had. Um, and in case I haven't said this before, they, the way they do this impactful missed calls, it's the largest changes in run expectancy. Uh, the first one was bottom of the fifth, Burns to a junior, one out, runners on second and third. 2-2 two -two count, a ball is called a strike. Uh, the second one, top of the first, Manaya to Anderson, two outs, a runner on third, two one count, a ball is called a strike. And then bottom of the fifth, Burns to Wade Jr., one out, runners on second and third, uh, zero zero count, a ball is called a strike. So all the impact from his calls are balls called strikes. His called ball accuracy was 99%. Uh, one of the 112 called balls were true strikes. Um, but it's his called strike accuracy that's pretty low, 81%. Uh, 10 of 52 called strikes were true balls. So it doesn't say one thing that would be pretty cool if they did this uh, or started doing this, but there's like called strikes and called balls. It would be nice to see each one of them, like who it was for and who is, or like this called strike. That's actually a ball was pitched by a giants pitcher or was pitched by X, Y, Z pitcher. I think that'd be interesting to see in those pitch reports, but all right. So let's move on to game two. Like I said, Cobb threw another great game in this one. He pitched seven shutout innings. Uh, his final line was seven innings, five hits, no runs, two walks and five strikeouts. Uh, I like seeing that from starters, um, getting six, seven innings, nice quality start. Uh, Wade Jr. was at first. He went one for four with a run, 
and a strikeout. Estrada was short again, uh, one for four uh, with a home run, two RBIs. Davis, two for four uh, with a strikeout. Peterson, another 0 for four day for him with one strikeout. Um, Hanniger went 0 for three with a strikeout. Conforto was in right. Excuse me, Hanniger was in left. Conforto was in right, went 0 for two uh, with a walk and a run. Bart was catching again. He went one for three with one strikeout. Wisely was at second. Uh, he went one for three uh, with his first major league home run coming in this game. So that was really cool to see. Congratulations, kid. Stevenson in center. He went 0 for three. Uh, so that puts us at six for 30 on the day with five strikeouts. That I believe is a season low, or at least matches a season low five strikeouts in a game. That's nice to see. I like that trend went from eight to five. Okay. Only drew one walk, um, two home runs on the day for us. Taylor Rogers was the first reliever in the game. He would come out to pitch the eighth, uh, walk one strikeout one, giving up no hits or runs. And then John Brebbia would come out to pitch the ninth. Uh, he was meant to close the game, but he would only record one out. Uh, he'd walk the first two batters he faced, get a strikeout, and give up an RBI single. Kapler decided to pull him, brought out Duvall, who would get two flyouts to end the game. The offense ended up leaving three on base, uh, went 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. Bart hit a double and a two-out RBI. Wisely also got a two-out RBI, and the defense turned one double play. Uh, for the pitching report, Cobb, like I said, seven innings. So 107 pitches, 51 sinkers, 38 splitters, 14 knuckle curves, and four sliders. Um, splitters, 89.3, knuckle curve, 82.9, sinkers, 94.1, and the sliders, 86.2. Uh, obviously the most drop was that knuckle curve, uh, the knuckle curve and the sliders tended to go away from a righty, whereas the splitters and sinkers were coming into a righty, um, release point of almost six feet for this man. Not a lot that was really above the zone for him. As far as, uh, pitch locations, there were a few that would go down and out from a righty. Most of them were uh, relatively right around the zone or kind of inside on a righty. Um, he threw 59 pitches in the strike zone, 48 pitches out of the strike zone, and batters would take 65 and swing at 42. They mainly took the sinkers and mainly swung at the splitters. Um, 39 balls, the bulk of which were sinkers, 34 strikes, 25 called, 9 swinging. Um, of the called strikes mainly sinkers 34 of his pitches were hit. He got 14 foul tips, 15 hits for outs and five base hits. Uh, of those five that were hit for base hits, there was one slider, one knuckle curve and three splitters, uh, eight hard hits, 15 grounders, or excuse me, eight hard hits, seven grounders, uh, and one line drive for those hard hits. And calling the balls and strikes was a man named David Rackley. Uh, his overall accuracy was 94%. Overall consistency was 91% in his favor, plus 0.27 runs for Milwaukee. 
And these impactful missed calls, top of the fifth, Cobb to Winker, one out, runner on first, a 2-2 count, a strike is called a ball. Uh, bottom of the third, Ray away, junior, one out, bases empty, 0-2 count, a strike is called a ball. Uh, and top of the ninth, Duvall to Taylor, one out, runners on first and second, first pitch, strike is called a ball. So the opposite of the day before day before it was all balls called strikes this one's strikes called balls interesting uh called ball accuracy 95 percent five of 101 called balls are true strikes and it's called strike accuracy was 92 percent four of 51 called strikes were true balls so that was saturday um i admit i really didn't get to watch much of that one but it was nice to see that uh, we managed to carry uh, a scoreless game into the seventh and eighth innings and almost through to the ninth. Um, not the best outing there for Brevia, but he'll bounce back. Game three, it was Stripling starting for us. Um, and I'll admit this one kind of felt like a bit of regression uh, when you give up two home runs. And like I said, the mistakes that made the mistakes that made this one more painful. Each of those was that right before those home runs were hit, he had walked that a, uh, a batter. So two run home runs. You know, you can't be giving up too many of those. Uh, the offense was able to back him up after the first mistake by scoring two runs in the bottom of the second. But that was all the support he really got after that. Um, we didn't score another run until the bottom of the ninth off, uh, and that was Estrada hitting a home run. So uh, his final line was five innings pitched, seven hits, five earned runs, two walks, and three strikes. Um, I like that Capo's kind of keeping him in a bit longer, trying to get him stretched a little bit, kind of trying to get him to find his rhythm. Uh, so his past two starts, he has gone five innings each. Um, hopefully he starts – getting more of his feel back and getting more of his rhythm that he needs. And he can start going six and seven innings. And uh, hopefully we can start seeing some three runs or less out of him. Um, now, what was interesting about the offense in this game is that both sides had a lot of hits. Um, for us, Wade Jr. was in first. He went two for five with one strikeout and an RBI. Estrada was at short. He went three for five with one strikeout uh, and a home run. Hanniger was in left. He went two for five with two strikeouts. Peterson was DHing. He went 0 for five, three strikeouts. Flores was at third. He went two for four with a strikeout. Conforto, 0 for four with two strikeouts. Uh, he was in right. Hopefully he can start getting back. Like I said, there was a, a period there where he was doing well, and now he's kind of regressing back to what we saw at the beginning of the year. Um, hopefully he gets out of his funk. Uh, Sable was catching. He went three for four with a strikeout and a run. Slater was in center. He went 0 for two with a strikeout and a walk and a run. Davis would come in to pinch hit in his spot, but then strike out. Uh, it was only the one. And then Stevenson would take his place on the field in center. Wisely was at second. He went one for four with a strikeout and an RBI. 13 hits total. For the offense, 13 for 39, but only three runs to show for it. 14 strikeouts. 
14 strikeouts. That means the other, the pitchers themselves accounted for over 50% of the outs necessary. Gross. Just gross. Oh, well. Junis would relieve Stripling in the sixth and also pitch the seventh and eighth innings. Uh, he struck out two, walked three, hit a batter, and managed to get two inning-ending double plays, one in the seventh and one in the eighth. Uh, he managed to keep the game within three runs by not allowing any of those runners to score uh, and inducing those double plays. Um, Cole Waits, who the Giants recalled from Sacramento on the 2nd of May, came out for the ninth inning. And I kind of forgot who Cole Waits was. I had to go back and look. And uh, in 2022, it wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, he came on for seven games, pitching 5.2 innings last year. Um, and over that 5.2 innings, six hits, two earned runs, one home run, four walks, and four strikeouts. So not a, not a bad 5.2 innings. But, uh, but this inning was not so great for him. Um, a fielding error allowed the first batter to safely reach first base. The next batter got an RBI single. First out comes on the ground out to short, allowing the runner to get to third. Uh, next is an RBI single. He gets a fly out, gives up an infield single, and then a strikeout. So they faced seven batters total in the ninth inning, giving up three hits and two runs, only one of which was uh, credited as an earned run and got one strikeout. Took it from a five to two game to a seven to two game going into the bottom of the ninth. The offense left 10 on base, went three for 12 with runners in scoring position. Flores and Sable hit doubles. Uh, Wade Jr. and Wisely uh, each got two out RBIs. The defense turned three double plays and Estrada earned an error, uh, which is the second in three games for him and his third one on the season. Uh, the, the Brewers managed to steal three bases in the game on four attempts. Mm -mm. So Ross Stripling's pitcher report, he, he threw 90 pitches. Um, he's Here's one of the things about him. He, he throws a lot of different pitches. He's got five different pitches up here each with 10 or more pitches. So 25 change-ups, 22 four-seamers, 20 sliders, 13 knuckle curves, 10 sinkers. Wow. That's a lot. Um, the change-ups were 83.4, four-seamers, 91.3, the knuckle curves, 75.4, sinkers, 90.6, and sliders, 86.6. Um, not the most lateral movement, uh, really, obviously, the knuckle curves got the most drop. All of his release points are over six feet. Strike zone, he's not really going away too much. It's it's really just top to bottom. Uh, there's a couple that come into a righty, but it's not like amazing, like way out. It's you know just missing, kind of in there, you know. So nothing too wild mainly missing high and missing low. He threw 49 pitches in the strike zone, uh, 41 outside of the strike zone. Batters would swing at 42 of his pitches and take 48. Kind of an even mix. They they took more knuckle curves than they swung at. 
32 balls, uh, at least four of each pitch where it was a ball. Um, 21 strikes, 16 called, five swinging. Uh, and then 37 of his pitches were hit in some way. He got 19 foul tips, 10 hits for outs, and then eight base hits. Those base hits uh, were one sinker, two sliders, two four seamers, and three changeups. Ten balls were uh, hard hits, four ground balls, three line drives, three fly balls. So, and then calling the balls and strikes, a man named Jeremy Riggs, 97% overall accuracy, 95% overall consistency. His impactful missed calls, bottom of the fifth, Hauser to Hanniger, two outs, runner on first, and one-two count. Strike is called a ball. Bottom of the fifth, Hauser to Wade Jr., one out, base is empty, two-one count, ball is called a strike. Uh, top of the ninth, Waits to Winker, no outs, runner on first, a one count, strike, it's called a ball. Called ball accuracy was 97%, three of 110 called balls or true strikes, and his called strike accuracy, uh, 95%, three of 63 called strikes or true balls. Uh, so his overall favor was plus 0.04 runs for San Francisco. So. So that's the series. We ended up winning uh, two games to one. It's hard to sweep in the majors. Uh, so this series moved us to 15 and 18 overall, slowly trying to crawl, claw our way back to 500. Nine and eight in home games. Uh, we're still five games back of the first place Dodgers, who are at 21 and 14. The Diamondbacks are second at 19 and 15. The Padres at third, 18 and 17. Uh, and real quick, just for the side note, I got to say, uh, as much as I don't like the Dodgers winning, obviously, um, you got to admit and kind of admire the instant karma there uh, in that weekend series, the Dodgers and Padres. Um, the Padres, whoever was operating that scoreboard, having that, uh, meme of Clayton Kershaw come up when they won the first game and then they drop the next two games. Um, and honestly, the way they won the, or the way that the Padres lost the game on Sunday was pretty, pretty funny giving up a game tying home run to Mookie Betts in the top of the ninth and then giving up three more runs in the 10th. So Whatever. <laughs> Maybe don't make fun of one of the best pitchers in the league just because you won. Mm. Uh, Rockies are in fifth place at 14 and 21. Uh, the Giants have now won back-to-back -back series for the first time this season and have won three of their last four series. So those are some positive notes to really build off of. Um, last episode i looked at some team batting splits uh this episode i wanted to cover some of the pitching so most of this is going to be from fan graphs with a little bit sprinkled in from baseball reference uh according to fan graphs overall the giants rank 25th in pitching 
Uh, as a whole, they're 13th in strikeouts per nine, 8.98. They're fourth in walks per nine at 2.85. Uh, 24th in home runs per nine at 1.35, 17th in ERA at 4.47, 17th in FIP at 4.39, and 25th in WAR at 1.7. So, uh, kind of average there with some things. Good to see they were in the top five in walks per nine. Um, the pitchers have also received 11 pitch clock violations, one disengagement violation, and a catcher pitch clock violation, uh, a total of 12 balls given up by violations. Uh, the pitching staff leads the majors in ground ball percentage at 49.9%. Uh, it gets hard contact about a third of the time, just over 33%. Uh, when you break it down between the starters and relievers, though, the discrepancy really comes out and it's not a, really a surprise when you think about it. The starters are 10th overall when you sort by advanced stats on fan graphs and the relievers are 26th overall sorting in the same way starters have given up 24 home runs but the relievers are not far behind at 20 which is definitely not something you want to see uh i don't like seeing that the relievers are that close to the starters and home runs given up uh and then even more stark is the difference in earned runs and the starters have given up 67 earned runs 77 total runs and the relievers have given up more earned and total runs, 79 earned runs and 88 total runs. Kind of hard to win baseball games when your relievers are coming on and giving up more runs than your starters are. Um, they have given the relievers have given up 55 walks and struck out 128 compared to the starters, 38 walks and 165 strikeouts. So they're, not the relievers are not far behind the starters and home runs given up. They're walking more and they're giving up more overall runs. Um, relievers have 10 wild pitches to the starters four. So that's giving an advantage to the base runners. The top two pitchers or pitches for both groups uh, based on the percentage of which ones are thrown? It looks like it's sinkers and sliders. So our our overall staff likes those two pitches the most. Um, and all of those stats kind of paint a picture that the Giants fans already know. The bullpen has been our Achilles heel. It it just has so far this season, and and some of our guys need to figure some things out. Um, I mean, we sent Sean Jelly down to AAA. Hopefully, he can figure out what's going on with his mechanics. Um, and it, it just, like I said, it's it's hard to win games when your relievers are giving up way more runs than your starters. Uh, we've given up a lot of late inning runs. The ERA for innings seven through nine, for instance, is 6.53, with inning seven being the worst at 7.64. As far as splits, though, there's not much of a difference between facing righties and lefties. Uh, 261 batting average against right-handed uh, batting, 261 batting average against left-handed batting, uh, OPS 760 for righties, 734 for lefties. So, I mean, when you, when you try and look at splits like that, there's not much there. Um, but uh, a positive trend, though, to note, starters are starting to average more innings per start which is a, a really good trend to see. Um, 
So as long as we can get some of our, our best starters or top three right now being uh, Webb, basically funny and Cobb, hopefully Wood comes back and he can still keep up the way that he started. Uh, that'll give us four great starters to depend on. Uh, and hopefully they can really start averaging, you know, six, seven innings a start. Um, giving us uh, more more quality starts than not. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to look at some of the other pitching stats from baseball reference. Uh, you can, like, look up the stats here, um, the splits for who's for batting first. So how are the stats for each position of the batting lineup? Um, right now, the lowest average is batting eighth, 208. Uh, you can look at the counts. First pitch, 1-0 count. After 3-0 count, zero ball, zero strikes, all that kind of stuff. When the pitcher's ahead, they're obviously doing better. Uh, keeping the batting average down to 199 when the batter's ahead, it's 283 batting average. Um, they even have it split on here runners in scoring position, no one on, men on. You can look at where they the positions they're in. A lot, a lot of things that you can really dig through here. Um, they even have days of rest hit locations so the hit location is kind of interesting to the infield the batting average is a 0.091 which is what it should be uh to the outfield though that's pretty high points uh 606 for batting average if the ball is hit to the outfield um and as far as Pulled up the middle and opposite field. The highest is opposite field for left-handed batting at a 404 clip. And then pulled for a right-handed batter at a 431 clip. Hmm. That tells a story right there. Down the right side. Down the left side. Not, not much better. <laughs> oh. But when you actually look at the batter or the pitchers themselves, I wanted to give a couple of pitcher shout outs as far as like who's got the better strikeout rate, who's got the better walk rate and whatnot. Um, let me get to that real quick. So our walk rate, uh, the lowest right now is Desclafani at 2.1% uh, for the starters. And then Scott Alexander for the relievers at 4.2%. Uh, and then strikeout rates, Brebia for the relievers, 36.2%. And... For the starters, uh, 27% for Logan Webb. So no surprise there. 
Uh, home run rates. Camila Duvall, 1.7%. Scott Alexander, 2.1%. But so no surprise there with some of those numbers with strikeouts and walk rates. But like I said, looking at all these numbers, looking at the splits between starters and relievers, righties, lefties, all that, it, it paints a picture that if you've been watching, you kind of already know in the back of your head and you've noticed, everybody's noticed, it's not like a big secret. It, we're, we're having a hard time getting consistent performances from relievers and having a hard time uh, preventing runs in the late innings. But hopefully there is a turn coming at some point with all of that, and I'd rather see it sooner than later. Um, but once again, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens. I truly appreciate it. If you have any comments, pointers, tips, corrections, uh, any type of feedback, just go ahead and let me know any comments on the videos or anything like that. Uh, I appreciate any and all feedback. Um, I'm trying a couple of different things with these next few episodes, some different things to look over for the closing remarks and whatnot. Uh, once again, all the sources for this data, baseball reference, baseball savant, um, ESPN, uh, ump score cards, the athletic via Andrew Bagley and Grant Brisby and NBC sports Bay area via uh, Alex Pavlovich. And of course, just watching the games. Um, so the next series is against the Nationals. We're playing three against them at Oracle. So let's hope that with this, uh, this below average team, we can kind of ride ourselves, uh, I guess, over three games under 500 right now. If we sweep, we're right at 500. If we at least win the series, and that'll put us at 17 and 19 and close that gap by one more game. And we can just slowly start doing that over and over again one one game at a time it's okay so take it easy